Welcome in for part two of episode three. We're diving into college football because the Pac-12 now has two massive wins on its resume. UCLA in week one of the college football season took down LSU, kicked them out of the top 25. They were then ranked 17. This week, number 13, Oregon, goes in and knocks off number three, Ohio State, in the shoe and shocks the world, if you will. Uh, The Ducks now have moved into the top five. They are ranked number four in the country. Uh, which for a Duck fan or talking into this microphone sounds insane. That's a big leap. Um, I'll just be honest with you guys. Okay. This is a Duck fan talking. <laughs> We're not the number four team in the country. Uh, we are right now because you're giving us a lot of credit for beating a young Ohio State team. Mm-hmm. Um, and don't get me wrong. Ducks are very young. Week one against Fresno State, they played 24 freshmen. But... Um, the Ducks did everything that they had to do to win that game, um, and got it done in, and I will say solid fashion. That's what I'm going to say. It it was not electric. They, they got sustained drives that equaled points and they were able to limit, uh, Ohio state to under 30 points after giving up over 600 yards of offense to the Buckeyes. The Ducks allowed, they, they were literally the definition of Ben don't break. Like literally the definition. Um, in college football, it's not hard to get to 30 points. Yeah. It, it's not. Uh, we're, it, just being honest, I mean, if unless you're playing some ridiculous high-ranked SEC defense um, or you're Clemson without Trevor Lawrence, uh, <laughs> especially playing one of those defenses, uh, it's, it's hard. It's not hard to score 30 points. And the Buckeyes came darn close. Um, Stroud looked good as a freshman quarterback for the Buckeyes. Clearly uh, overthrew a few that he wishes he could have back. I saw about three, maybe four, uh, where he missed a receiver by about five or six yards. Uh, and uh, and those receivers had a step. They did. Uh, you know, this is a Duck fan who lives in the real world here. Um, I don't think that our secondary is amazing. Uh I think that our defensive line is okay if Thibodeau's not playing. And uh, we're already out a stud linebacker in uh, Justin Flo, uh, who's going to miss the season, uh, possibly. Uh, they're saying at least eight weeks is what I'm hearing. Uh, that, that's, that's where I'm seeing multiple places. But um, the Ducks won the game, and I'm going to give them all the credit in the world. They absolutely outright won that game. They were the better team uh, this last Saturday. Um, but the Pac-12 is shaking some stuff up. Now you just got to not screw it up. Okay, this that's the that's the way into the four. Uh, the Ducks have got to get. They've got the big win on the resume. Uh, but you've got to now make it through the Pac-12, which historically beats the crud out of itself. <laughs> um, and eliminates itself from playoff contention because these types of games, while they're hard to come by, you know, a big road win like this against an Ohio state elite opponent that they are, uh, is hard to come by for any PAC 12 team, but, um, big wins have happened for the PAC 12 in the past. And then you get into the regular season and hit a rivalry game and play a stupid seven thirty at night game in the PAC 12, uh, West coast time. Shouldn't exist. Bad things happen. So, um, 
Yeah, but looking at the schedule right now and what's got to be done in the Pac-12, uh, Jameson, unpack that for us in terms of what the Ducks, uh, what what do the Ducks got to do here? I know they got the the uh, cupcake in Stony Brook, uh, but they've got some opponents. I know they've got a trip to Stanford, correct? Yeah, so after Stony Brook, which again should be the, the cupcake game for them, they actually have one of those 7.30 uh, p.m. West Coast games uh, versus Arizona. Uh, Stanford the following week, uh, another 7.30 p.m. game. Oh, they moved that to 7.30 for sure. For California. Oh, that was TBD last time I looked. that's what we have here. Uh, UCLA still TBD. Um, That's obviously... Is that following Stanford right after? That's following Cal. Okay. Um, You got a buffer. Yeah, so on the 23rd, uh, you've got UCLA, which, you know, for the most part, that's the... As far as rankings are concerned, that's the game you have to worry about uh, for the rest of your season. But as you mentioned, the Pac-12 kind of beats the tar out of each other. So right. any game you know can can kind of come up there. But UCLA, as it stands, is going to be one of your bigger opponents. Um, following that, you've got Colorado. You've got Washington. Washington State. Colorado played a tough game this last weekend, too. They did. Um, and then you wrap up your season with Utah. And then, of course, uh, Oregon State. Um, Again, all those games DVD at this point. So I, I thought Colorado was going to get A and M. I I I really thought it was going to happen for them. I was yeah. bummed. I was bummed to see the result of that one. If you're if if you are uh, if you're a Pac-12 fan, for the most part, okay. I, I'm not saying this is everybody. All right, I've made this case many times uh, on social media. I tried to, uh, but there's a lot of jerks out there that don't want to listen to people's opinions. <laughs> um, if you are a Pac-12 fan, in my opinion. You need to recognize that it is a good thing when the conference does well. Yes. Okay. I I would love it as a Duck fan if the Beavers won a bunch of games, knocked off a big opponent in the beginning of the year. You know, they, they have some Big Ten, Big 12 school that they can go uh, get a win on early in the year. They they have maybe a loss or two coming into the, the Civil War. And I would love that every year if that's what the Ducks were facing at the end of November. It's just good for us. Yeah. We we need a quality opponent to beat. <laughs> so I, <laughs> I want you. I want them to have that. It's good for us when UCLA is good. It's good for us when USC or Stanford is good. And you want those teams to be successful until they play your team. That's that's the key. Um, and and I and I've said this many times and tried to make this case. The Pac-12 needs to be legitimate in order to be in on inside its own conference. Like it needs to have legitimate wins and do well. Uh, you know, overall, like they need to go get those non-cons at the beginning of the yeah. season and then play well throughout the year and not have this ups and down. You know, like seven and seven and five team competing for uh, the Pac-12 championship. Like that's just ridiculous. Yeah. Um, you, you want 10 and twos, you know, you want 11 and ones, you want 12 and O's is what you want. But, uh, the PAC 12 has consistently not been able to do that and had three, four more lost teams going into the championship game. And for the, to, for it to get national recognition, it needs to win these non-con games and then have some stud teams make it to the end of the year and be duking it out. Yeah. That is, that's good football. And that's what you want to see in any conference that your team is a part of and obviously your hope now for the ducks is that ucla also continues to win um so 
Yep. Uh, you know, with with you guys being fourth right now, you know, obviously looking for uh, a playoff spot. Um, obviously, hopefully for your sake, you're going to win out or at least win most. Yeah. Um, and another big win versus a team like UCLA would certainly help with that. Um, obviously, as you mentioned, Oregon to be number four in the nation is quite the stretch. That is a pretty big leap positionally as well. Yeah. Um, but I mean, you know, I would be lying even as a, a as a Beaver guy to have some representation in the the college playoff from the Pac-12 uh, again to help le- uh, legitimize uh, the conference uh, is always a good thing. Whether or not I'm going to root for the Ducks when it actually comes that time, who knows? But it is good to kind of see them up there, and um, and obviously um, some strength in the division would help. So teams like um, you know UCLA winning. Uh, you know, and, and staying in a top 25 position. If you guys can squeak that win out, you know, you don't really have a whole lot other than just the rivalries. Um, so, you know, for your sake, um, it, it's boding pretty well, but there are still going to be a few tough games uh, in the division. Yeah, I don't um, I don't love California trips or, yeah. and Arizona trips. We do not have to make a trip to Arizona this year, which I love. Oh my gosh, do I love. We don't have Arizona State on the schedule, which in one respect, is not great. Right now, they're a 2-0 team. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the three teams in the conference that's 2-0 uh, would have, uh, in a normal year, wanted that on the resume, if you will. Uh, but I don't think we need it, honestly, with the Ohio State win. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, the Ducks got to go down to Stanford. Not looking forward to that. Not super concerned about the Cal game. Um, and, uh, and then they are going to play UCLA, like you mentioned. Um, and those two games really are probably the toughest ones left on the duck schedule. Mm-hmm. Uh, re, you know, in, in the year, I, I think Stony Brook, uh, we might see a whole lot of freshmen. I think we might be see more than 24 play, uh, this next yeah. uh, Saturday. Yeah. Uh, I don't know that honestly, I'll be catching a whole lot of that game live. Uh, I got friends that are going to be attending. And I was like, are you going to leave at halftime? And they're like, it depends on what the score is. <laughs> we'll see. There's, they're going to so, be tailgating the entirety of the game. Yeah, it, it's that was going to be pretty <laughs> bad to watch. It's it's an Alabama Mercer matchup, if you will. Yeah. So, um, but no, it, good for the Pac-12. Love the wins on the resume. Excited. I know we, we're only talking about the Pac-12 right here because genuinely we know who's listening to our show and uh, we know you guys are excited for it as well. So, few games coming up. Pay attention to that Stanford-UCLA game. Uh, here is it this next week or in two weeks, something like that. Uh, be watching for that one. That's going to be an exciting matchup, and I think very telling of where the Pac-12 truly sits. I also might say something about Stanford uh, that we're unaware of. I Is that next week? Uh, it's on the 25th. They have uh, Fresno State, UCLA does this week. Okay, Fresno State, and then... Uh, 25th, they got an afternoon game uh, versus Stanford. Oh, good. Good, good. Like the afternoon game, I'll be able to catch hopefully both the Ducks and yep. uh, that day. But uh, yeah, that watch that game on the 25th. That's going to be a marquee matchup in the Pac-12. And it'll, I think it'll really say um, who that other team is going to be is competing uh, in the Pac-12 championship game. It's going to be one of those two. Uh, just to touch on it quickly, Todd Helton got fired. That's kind of funny. Yeah, uh, I can't believe he literally was on a one-loss hot seat, like a one-loss hot seat, that, and he's a, gone. That's a pretty short list of coaches to be on a on a one-loss hot seat. Yeah, I mean, 
I could have coming into the year, um, you know, I, I don't think Chip Kelly would have been on that, but I would have thought he was more apt to it. Um, to be honest, I I didn't think that USC football was trending down. They have a great quarterback. Yeah, uh, everybody was expecting really good things out of, and we we mentioned him uh, here recently. I I was really shocked that they went ahead and made the move right now. I understand it's a little embarrassing uh, getting the crud knocked out of you by <laughs> yeah. a, 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 you know Stanford at home, but uh, I mean it is a little ha ha too because Todd Helton not the most likable dude uh, as a head coach, and uh, for those of us that don't like the Trojans, which we both don't like nope. the Trojans, um, your college football season is gonna suck. So have fun trying to play spoiler, um, <laughs> but I uh, I in, in a little bit of a I. Yeah, I mean, we don't want to. We always always harp on people getting fired, but um, this is one of those scenarios where you say, "Couldn't happen to a nicer guy." <laughs> exactly. You know, exactly. couldn't happen to a nicer guy. Um, well, we'll touch on some of the top twenty-five games that are going on this week when we do our pick them in just a little bit. Uh, but we want to have a. Uh, we want to touch base real quick on our fantasy football rosters. I won all four this week. Um, I needed a little bit of help from a lousy Ravens offense, uh, and Mark Andrews not uh, producing that helped out. Also, Brown did not have a significant game that helped me out. Um, but I had a few pretty decent wins. Uh, the Kirk Cousins start was not a bad one, uh, just fine. I did leave Jameis Winston on the bench, uh, in in uh, favor of Kirk Cousins. Ah. Uh, in one, so that was a. Eh. I I would have gotten about six more points with Jameis. Yeah. Um. But uh, you know what I did do that I'm a little embarrassed at. I left Swift on the bench against the 49ers, and that was not a bad move until the fourth quarter. Yeah. Uh. But that ended up being a bad move. So uh, he he ended up with about 20 points. I mean, that's a hard read, you know. Right. Already the Lions historically with running backs not so great. Not so uh, and then against a 49ers defense, which was, you know, doing their job for three quarters until it wasn't. <laughs> um, so it's one of those ones where it's like, uh, you don't beat yourself up over it, but you're like, uh, left, yeah. left 20 points on the bench. So that one kind of hurts for sure. For sure. And I, and, and I, I've got a pretty stacked team here uh, in, in this league. I told you guys I did, uh, I did the cousins thing, went with um, a lesser tight end and uh, uh, Hunter Henry. Uh, this is my main league. We call it the A League. I have a three-tier league that I will explain maybe in another uh, another podcast. But we we have this crazy thirty-team thing that we do, and uh, I'll explain how that works sometime. Good teaser for that. Uh, but in this league, I've got Diggs. I got Scary Terry. Um, I I've got Lockett. I got more. Um, on my bench, believe it or not. I currently have Tyler Boyd, Corey Davis. Um, I have Tyrell Williams. He's currently uh, about to get dropped. I'm hoping for a certain running back from San Francisco uh, who had a very nice uh, first rookie outing after yeah. he subbed in for Mostert. We're, we're both on that one. I'll, we'll talk about that one a little bit. Yeah, I'm, I'm hopeful. We can say that right now, and it does not affect my waiver wire because this is not coming out until after the waiver <laughs> wire hits tomorrow. So uh, I'm good on the recording in here. But this team also has Derek Henry and uh, Najee Harris. So I, I went after a lot of guys. Henry, obviously, my first pick. Diggs, my second. Uh, and then went on down from there. 
But um, this is a stacked wide receiver team. And I only got, in my league, I only got 116. I was projected for 136. So I missed a lot of stuff, but Lockett helped out. Um, I had horrible outings from Henry and Harris, uh, both. Didn't have a great one from Scary Terry either. Um, so underproduced. Even Diggs only had 11 and a half mm-hmm. against that stout Steelers defense. But, um, you know, we'll get there. I should have played Davis. Probably my biggest regret was I sat there with Davis and Moore and ended up picking Davis because I wanted to, or I mean Moore because I wanted to see what Davis uh, was going to really realistically be like in regular season. I was right about my hunch. Should just gone with my gut. Mm-hmm. We always pay for that. Yeah. Um, I also, I'm only in two leagues this year, um, but I also went 2-0. Um, mostly excited for the league uh, the actually the money league that I'm in, which is pretty brutal because it's a 14 team league. Oh, it's that nasty thing. It's a yeah. 14 team lead. Um, but can't do it. Um, Won't do it. Put up 132. Uh, oh. I was projected for about that much. Um, so it, it gets a little tight when you're playing with 14 guys. Yeah. Um, but uh, I won by about 40 points. Uh, I had Dak. I had Joe Mixon. Uh, Leonard Fournette didn't really do much for me. Robert Woods. I actually even. I had a zero because Ayuk didn't do anything. So I, uh, yes. So, By the way, apparently Kyle Shanahan, not a big fan of Ayuk right now. Yeah. Which, had some drops in the preseason, and they uh, they did not literally call his number. He yeah. didn't have a target. So he put up a fat zero, which I was a little nervous about. But again, I, I still ended up pulling away, so I was pretty happy <sighs> to squeak away with that. But a lot of that is also because I had Kelsey. This just in, Gallup just went to the IR. I did see that he uh, he got hurt. I, I didn't want to say anything about it earlier too much because I didn't have it in front of me to know the severity. Yeah, that happened, I guess, this but, afternoon. I missed that uh, one. Which uh, is, Only three to five weeks. Yeah, so it's not, not too terrible. bad. Okay. Might, um, might stash him on the bench. Yeah. Uh, and in my league, I have an IR, which I'll actually mention here in a sec because I do have Travis Kelsey, who obviously did work for me. Uh, Jerry Judy in my flex, which oh, he's on IR, so I, I got a scrape already in a, a 14. That's a high ankle, usually high, four high to six yeah, or four they, to eight, depending on the diff, the severity. Yeah, and, and they said from what I was reading earlier that it was better than they expected, but again, any high ankle, ankle sprain, uh, especially at his position, is kind of a, a tough uh, bid there. So I got the Rams defense, and then I got Harrison Butker. Um, so Hopefully, um, I can kind of stitch something together if uh, I keeps, you know, getting uh, getting blackballed over there in, in San Fran. Um, we you know, will I'm see. Trent Sherfield also looks good. So, so yeah, I, I'm stretching a little bit there uh, with the amount of availability we have in this league. Um, but to catch a win there is feeling pretty good. This was the league where I just today, and again, we were going to mention it because waivers will clear by the time this comes out uh elijah mitchell yeah buddy immediately i i i literally set an alarm for this morning (laughs) to remind myself to pick him up on a waiver wire um and uh and slap my man judy on ir and uh and and drop um just you know one of my last picks uh (laughs) just to kind of clear up some space and get him uh, because when you don't already have very much depth with this many people, any gem that you can find is going to make a difference. Yep. And, uh, and so I'm pretty stoked to, uh, to have him in there. Um, I also do have um, Kenyon Drake on my bench as well, which sometimes I 
slap in there for a flex. If, yeah, I was but, gonna say if if he can get the touchdown like he did this week, yeah, um, worth a get. Um, and then uh, really the only thing I left on the on the bench this week was Jalen Rieger. Uh, he had sixteen point nine for me on the bench, which again is fine, even though I put up zero with Ayuk. Um, so. Feeling pretty good about that one. 2-0 this week. Um, Got to make some adjustments, but anytime you can win in the money league specifically, uh, feeling pretty good about that. So Yeah. A um, couple, before I get to my other team, a couple quick uh, gets that you should do. Again, if you have not picked up Elijah Mitchell and it's Wednesday and he's on, for some reason available in your like family league or maybe your church league, or whatever league that people don't pay attention to the waiver wire and are just like, oh, beat you. Um, whatever league you got going on in that regard, grab Mitchell right now. Another one that you might want to consider is Singletary out in Buffalo. Um, I know we talked about the fact that they need to figure this out. They're going to have the opportunity the next few weeks. Um, they've got Miami, Washington, then they play Houston. Now, Houston right now is ranked as a bottom 10 points for a running back this year, but that remember that that's week one. Yeah. Uh, remember that they did not play a good team. Um, and remember that they had a lead and the other team started throwing the ball a whole bunch. So um, I like them against Houston. Also Kansas city, not great against the run, nope. not at all. Uh, and that's not just because they played uh, the uh, Browns this last week of an awesome run game. Um, they are just not good against the run. That's just kind of uh, who they are. They are a bend don't break defense. Yep. Um, and then Tennessee, uh, who is also not a good defensive team, that's the run that Singletary's on the next five games. Uh, he's in double digits mode uh, for a while. After that, he's got Miami again, then Jacksonville, then the Jets. Those are all teams that you should consider him as a flex for, especially if you're in a twelve man league. I know he's not on every bench. In 12-man leagues right now, in 10-man leagues, he's available pretty steadily. So if you've got a need for an extra flex, go grab Singletary right now. Uh, that would be a good get for you. Also, Kirk out in Arizona had a big week. Big week. He's going to continue to get big weeks. AJ Green is not going to steal points from him. Um, and Kyler Murray just reminded us all just how good he is at slinging the ball. So uh, Kirk is an absolute go get. Okay, this is a uh, this is going to be the next. In, in, and we see this all the time because we're NFC West guys. Yeah, this is the next DK Lockett situation. Okay, um, yes, they're not always not always are both of them going to hit, but Kirk and Hop are going to hit regularly. Yeah. Um, and when Hop's dry on the double team, Kirk's the go to. Uh, that's one of the reasons that made Sherfield expendable. Um, for uh, Arizona and the fact that they want more of a possession receiver uh, and went and got A.J. Green to do that at this stage in his career. That's what he is, a sure-handed possession guy. Um, and But Kirk is a big play guy. Um, so you're going to get points and chunks from him. And uh, you can go get him right now. He's on waivers in a lot of 10-man leagues uh, available uh, for sure in 12 man uh, in 12 mans that only have a single flex player. So yeah, uh, you can go out and get him right now um, and would encourage you to do so. You also might want to take a hard look at Ingram. Uh, Ingram had a solid week uh, for the Texans. Uh, they had like, dude, I think they had three different running backs score. Really? I was looking at that. I know that. Brandon Cooks had a pretty good week. Uh, he had good yards week. 
Um, but I'm I'm pretty sure Johnson, uh, stinking the guy from uh, the Broncos, the little dude. Uh, yeah, the Colorado guy. Oh, oh my gosh, why are we not thinking his name? We talked about him last week. Um, yeah, that's wow. embarrassing. And him and Ingram all scored. Really? That's yeah. Huh. That's that's your three Granted, touchdowns. I wasn't really uh, watching that game. So I do believe one of those was passing, but um. Yeah, they they all three scored. So yeah. they they genuinely used a we don't know who's coming at us type attack with the running backs. But um, those are all some good gets uh, on the fantasy end. Um, my other main team here uh, that I'll highlight is my Kyler and Hop team. Um, I'm a big fan of the double points, especially when you've got a receiver like Hop. Uh, maybe if you've got Allen and Diggs uh, or Lockett and Russ. That kind of situation. Anytime you can go get the the two for one, uh, big fan. Uh, this team's got Evans, uh, Zeke. Those two did jack squat for me this week. Um, still managed to get a pretty good. Uh, I think I was at 136 on this team, uh, something like that. I have Mixon on this team. That was a good go. Yep. I got Tunyon. And Amari, Amari that was a and big week. Yeah, Amari and and Murray uh, by themselves made it a good week. Uh, that's for sure. Hop had a twenty had twenty three as well. Um, I think in this league, I'm on a half point PPR. Thirteen receptions, one hundred and thirty nine yards, two touchdowns for Amari resulted in thirty two point four for me. Um, I've also got Cortland Sutton, who was a good a late round get. I don't understand what the heck they did with him in week one, but now that Jerry Judy's out, Cortland Sutton should be getting some targets. That, that is a plug and play right there. Yeah, uh, Cortland was limited to one point something points. Uh, I got an okay bench that I need to do some work on here. Gallup just hit the IR, so I've got a spot that opened up. And then um, I uh, got booted out of this draft at some point, and it took Trey Sermon, which was not a pick that I would have made. <laughs> That was not a Homer 49er pick. Um, I was not big on Sermon coming in, even though everybody's like, oh my gosh, you're watching him in the preseason? He's felt good. And I was like, uh, here's the thing. Uh, you play a lot in the preseason. You don't usually play a lot in the regular season. Uh, yeah. And the 49ers showed that by hiding Mitchell uh, and not playing him at all, basically. throughout. He played one game in the preseason. And then he ends up being the number two back on the team. And when Moster goes down, runs for 120 plus. So, yeah. or about 120. Um, Actually, I've got it right here. 104. Was that what he had? 104 on 19 attempts, one touchdown. Oh, that's where I got the 19 from. Okay. I was like, one. I had 119 in my head. I, I had it ready because I was going to point it out. Because I, I figured a lot of people would probably at least recognize most of those other names. Yep. Just from being around. Um, but, you know, in, in ESPN leagues right now, he's only a roster on three point percent of leagues and that's Yeek. actually gone up 3.3 percent because of today yeah. so if you can he's a, a must grab yeah also if uh, uh if you've got goddard on your team out in philadelphia tight end uh, you want to start him the next several weeks he's got some green matchups if you're using the yahoo app like we do um He's got some nice matchups coming up. Uh, he's got 49ers this week, Dallas and Kansas City in the two weeks that follow. I would watch to see if the Honey Badger's playing for Kansas City when you get to that one. Because uh, if he's playing, I'm not starting my tight end uh, against that guy. But uh, yeah, 
that Goddard's got some green lights coming ahead, so watch for that one. Um, but uh, yeah, on on all fronts, man, fantasy is going well, and we hope that your team's doing well. We'd love to uh, take any questions you got on sit start uh, week to week. I know we're a once a week podcast, but hit us up um, if you've got a matchup coming up in a uh, next week at some point, and you're wondering what you should do with it. Uh, we'd love to give some input. Um, so real quick, I want to break into our would you rather this week, um, and we're going to do this week to week throughout uh, the NFL and college football seasons. Uh, we're going to play a little game of would you rather. Uh, Jameson has our first one, and we'll both have our opinions on it. We'd also love to hear from you guys, your opinions on what you would do in this situation. We're just going to pose some hypotheticals and have a little bit of fun. We're not hugely in hypothetical, but it makes for good conversation every now and then. It's fun. All right. So first one here, would you rather have the Saints roster or the Packers roster? Uh, I don't like this one already. (laughs) Yeah, I was reading through these before and I was like, really, (sighs) we're going to start off with this one? So I'd rather have the Packers roster. That's, That's where I'm at. I It's one game. So top to bottom, um, I'm, I'll be the guy that says the Packers have a better running back. Okay, I'd rather take Aaron Jones and Alvin Kamara for a season. Okay, I, Kamara just looks like an injury waiting to happen. I know it hasn't really happened like in a significant way yet, but like he just looks like an injury waiting to happen. So I'm also going to take the receiving core um, just because one guy. Like Michael Thomas is coming off injury. And you don't know what that is. I understand that uh, Jameis looked a whole lot better than Aaron Rodgers, but I will take the reigning MVP <laughs> when he's motivated um, over just about anybody. Yeah. Um, so I also defensively, you've got a lot of uh, one-year deals and swap-ins there outside of Lattimore on that defense. Don't get me wrong. They have an incredible pass rush uh, there in the Saints. But if we're taking a full front seven, might still even give that to the Packers. So um, the while the Saints got some studs for sure, they got some highlight type players uh, as a whole. Like the offensive line in general, um, when Bacardi's healthy uh, for the Packers, I understand Saints had a heck of a day on their offensive line this last week. Don't get, but it's one game. So overall, probably still take the Packers roster. Yeah, and I'm going to have to agree with you there. Um, obviously. Uh, very ugly week one uh, for the Packers. But at the end of the day, uh, if it's coming down to anything, you know, even outside of, like you mentioned, with the receiving core, even with the defense, um, you know, the Alvin Kamara thing, um, obviously he's a, a flashy kind of guy, uh, makes some really big plays for you, especially with how Peyton coaches, uh, you know, a lot of gadget kind of stuff. Yeah. But if it boils down to anything, give me the team that has Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, on it because as good as Jameis did there look, you, you know, we we've seen Aaron Rodgers do so much for so long, and even though it's criminal that he only has the one Super Bowl, uh, if it's going to come down to anything, I would still rather have you know Aaron Rodgers be throwing to you know one of those nets that he keeps throwing the ball into in practice that I see on Twitter, <laughs> then, you know, have Jameis Winston Dude, try to take throw. me to a Super Bowl, even though he played a great game. And, and I think they're going to be coached well enough on the Saints side of things to still make a splash. And obviously the NFC is going to be very interesting this year. Um, 
and, and if he can continue to protect the ball, that's going to be really good for the Saints. But at the end of the day, um, give me the reigning MVP. I want Aaron Rodgers, still one of the most talented guys at the position yeah. that I've ever seen. Uh, so aside from everything that you already mentioned, which I 100% agree with, I want Aaron Rodgers. Hey, come down. Our, our office mascot is jumping up. Warner, my dog, agrees with everything we just said. So. Yeah. Thanks, Warner. Appreciate the input. Um, all right, man. Uh, this next one, would you rather have Josh Allen or the Steelers defense? I went back and forth on this one a little bit, but I honestly would rather have the Steelers defense. And my reasoning for that is just because as good as Josh Allen is, we've seen a lot of times, obviously, you know, you have the better quarterback. A lot of times you're going to do great, but I don't think that Josh Allen is going to be as good as he's going to be. He's not going to be good enough, in my opinion, to, to win games. If you didn't have like a great defense. Um, and, and so you can have a lot of serviceable quarterbacks win games when you have a great defense. You've also seen a lot of great quarterbacks that lose a lot of games when you don't have a great defense. Uh, not that we're comparing their defenses in this comparison, but um, you can do more when you have a great defense. You can kind of manage the game a little bit. You can deal with a little bit of lesser quarterback play when you've got that on the other side of the ball. So, uh, and I can kind of say that also as a Rams fan again to bring them up when we had great defenses and we had Jared Goff, who wasn't the greatest quarterback in the league despite him putting up some good stats. Uh, I would honestly rather take the good defense and then just have a serviceable quarterback. Yeah, I went back and forth on this. I think I could make a case either way, um, you know, but I, at the, I guess at the end of the day, you philosophically you got to believe one way or the other. You got to believe that you need the quarterback and clutch to get it done, or you need the defense that will sustain you. Uh, overall, defense wins championships. It's yeah. a it's a it's a saying for a reason. As cliche as it is, yes, um, it, defense wins championships, and I'm going to take the defense pretty much every time. There is really only one quarterback that I will take over the defense. So. Um, I don't even know if we need to. to yeah, we don't even it, need but. to name name the name, but uh, yeah, I'm gonna take Steelers defense, and and again, they look dang good. Yeah, so. um, which it, they they kind of sold that like when as I was rereading through stuff, kind of prepping for today, um, you know, seeing that matchup I was like Man, that Steelers defense is legit. So it was a little bit of a tougher one, but I, I think I'm gonna go with the Steelers defense there. Um, so our next one here. Um, and obviously week one always kind of makes you have some, uh, some regrets potentially. And our next thing is going to be, um, would you rather stick with your initial Super Bowl pick or change it? So both the teams I picked lost in week one, one of them in dramatic fashion. <laughs> uh, I picked the Packers against the bills. Um, and I'm not regretting the bills right now. I think the bills ran into something they were not expecting. Um, the Packers, however, look <laughs> freaking horrific. And I think it's going to be a few weeks before they really get their feet under them. I don't know if you can overcome that. I, I, I mean, I hate to put like a death sentence on team in week one. I don't want to be that guy. 
And I don't feel, but I don't feel like I'm hot taking to be like, that didn't look like a Super Bowl team. And I don't know how you do it. But we've seen lots of teams be in bad play. The Bucks last year were basically yeah. about out of the playoff race. And all of a sudden, by week turnaround, and just don't lose games uh, to close out the season or the regular season. So, well, <laughs> the season period. Yeah. yeah, that was accurate the first time. Um, I would probably change it. Uh, yeah, I don't feel real good. Uh, overall, I think if uh, if I could go take it all back, I would surrender the NFC to the goat. Um, I might still just leave the Bills in there, but um, I think the most impressive team in the AFC Week One was uh, Kansas City. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, I think a lot of people already have the you know Super Bowl repeat matchup. Lots of people do that just so they get one of the teams right, right? Yeah. Um, or or they they think they'll get close to it. I but I think that the Chiefs were the best team in the AFC this week. Um, and uh, so yeah, I think I I go ahead and change it. It's me. Yeah. So I I too had the Bills and the AFC. Uh, I did have the Bucks. I'm still feeling pretty good about that. I actually feel better now than I did when I even picked them initially because I was like, really want to pick the Packers because of Aaron Rodgers and the NFC already this year is going to be especially difficult. But after seeing, you know, Tom Brady's performance in the opener, uh, obviously the their defense struggled a little bit, but I still feel pretty good about my Tampa Bay pick there. With the Bills pick, I'm kind of with you. Like I'm, I'm still there for them. Uh, they definitely ran into something that they weren't going to be ready for. I right. don't think at that point. Um, I do kind of want to change it though because of how good the Chiefs are. Like I, I almost purposely <laughs> didn't pick the Chiefs because I didn't want to be the guy that would like pick the Chiefs again. And you go off a of history, and you know how many teams are making it to three straight Super Bowl trips, and can they even? Do it again, but then you watch them and you're like, they're just the best team in the AFC. So I feel I feel like you're just teetering here. Like you like, you I, know, I, I want to keep it, but I don't want to keep it. I want to change it to the Super Bowl matchup, but I didn't want to pick that last week. <laughs> so we both agree that we so, would like to do that. So I <laughs> at this point, and obviously We're sorry. We're it's sorry. Week one, is- obviously, so whatever. But you know, I, I think we all kind of had in the back of our minds like we're even if we don't pick the Chiefs, we kind of know it's like the Chiefs. <sighs> and and if we get the Chiefs that we had this week versus the Bills we had this week, I think it's pretty obvious what we're going to have. I don't even like what we're doing right now. I I am mad at us. <laughs> you wrote this. I literally did, but I'm mad at us for doing this. I knew that this would be a hard decision. Um, So, yeah. I don't know, you know, as listeners, I don't know what you guys did for for your guesses, assumptions, whatever. I'm sure as we brought this up that you were probably thinking of who you thought would get in there. I'm curious to see if you're still sticking with yours and what yours was. So uh, hit us up on Instagram uh, or, or, or on our email. Uh, we'll put those out always uh, with the podcast. Uh, we'll leave that info in the description for you so you can hit us up. But um. Yeah. I mean, that's a frustrating thing. I. They're definitely the two best teams right now, mm-hmm. and that that uh, just in week one, you gotta analytically go through it and say, yeah, yeah, position to position. And the Chiefs were that good without some mainstays on their defense. Yeah. And they're so they're gonna be better. Um. And on top of that, too, I didn't even mention it, but 
you know, I, I feel like the Browns also played really well, which we kind of mentioned in part one, yeah. uh, which I don't necessarily feel comfortable taking them over the Bills still. But, um, you know, you, you see a lot of different things that you didn't expect going into the first week in the AFC. Not that I didn't expect the Chiefs to do what the Chiefs have been doing. I had the Browns win the division. And I, I, I had the Browns win the division. I have the Browns in the divisional. I liked the Chiefs and the Bills in the AFC championship game. Wouldn't be shocked if the Chiefs got upset at some point. Clearly, that's possible. Baker almost did it this last week. So, yeah. Um, but, yeah. Uh, um, I still feel confident, though, before we move on to the next one. I pretty much said that if the um, if Tampa Bay makes it to the Super Bowl, which is I, I'm not going to change that pick. I think they're going to win it. Um, so I'm, I'm staying firm on that. Um, if it was not the, uh, the Bucks that made it there, I was going to root for whoever came out of the AFC or think that they won it. So I'm, I'm not changing that either. Jameson but, just wants to change half of his pick. Yeah. I, I, just, <laughs> I just think that the Chiefs are that good. I felt like I shouldn't pick them Look, because of the back-to-back-to-back stuff. But, man, you get, watch them. And get on just, my level and just wipe out your entire pick, okay? <laughs> like, get on my level with that. That's ridiculous. All right, would you rather take Alabama or the field right now in the college football playoff? Um, this one might be the easier one. Granted, I'm not, I haven't followed college football as much this season as you have, but for me, I'm still going to take Bama. I, I think that this is a year where anything can happen. I genuinely believe that. Um... I don't, th- I mean, Clemson has been dethroned now that Trevor Lawrence is gone. Um, and, and let's not. LSU isn't what LSU was, you know, years ago. <laughs> LSU is not playing super hot football right now. Um, I, I, I really like Georgia. That so, would be my second in, in this scenario. But. I mean, they, they just, you know, coming off the, the Clemson win as well. Okay. They, they have, they already got the big win on, on the resume too. Mm-hmm. Um, but they are probably the best defense in the country. My only question is, can they hold off the Alabama offense? That's literally my only question. I think, um, I think that roster is really good. Uh, and in Clemson's defense is also really good. So, because I like Florida, I mean to uh, to put some points up on Alabama this week. Florida's got Alabama home. We're gonna get to that pick them in just a second. Um, that that could be an upset shocker. Something crazy could happen right now. Um, but I do like Georgia uh, to possibly win it all this year. So for that reason, I'm gonna take the field. Hot take. Um, I'm taking the field over Alabama. I, that is not me taking the Ducks. <laughs> Very yeah. clear. Yeah, I, I don't live in that dream world. Okay. Um, no, I, 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 Ducks will probably not be ranked four by the end of the year. I'm, yeah. I, I think at some point we're gonna stumble. But, um, yeah, I, I, I think I'll take Georgia over Alabama right now. But let's wait and see. Maybe even what Alabama does against yeah. uh, Florida and, this week. And worth noting here, I just kind of pulled it up. Um, as of the end of kind of last week's uh, college football games, Bryce Young still um, the best odds to win the Heisman. Yeah, it's early. Obviously, things can change, but um, for me, it, in a year where there can be you know an anything can happen scenario, 
I also would tend to, um, you know, with that variability, kind of fall back on what is like the most consistent winning machine in college football. That's fair. Um, so they just, it, it's a plug and play kind of situation for most. I mean, we, we watch a guy like Mac Jones come out in the NFL, uh, have a good debut, and then you plug in the next quarterback in line, and he's so far the favorite to win the Heisman. So, oh, yeah, you, you just, just you gave up Mac Jones and uh, Devonta in the first round, yeah. and you're coming back as the number one team, and you got the number one Heisman candidate. I know. It's ridiculous. Yeah. They, they don't necessarily even have to reload. It's like they just have an automatic feeder that never ends. Yeah. You know? so, and and that obviously that like. can change, but right now, uh, I'm still taking Bama uh, over the field. At this All right. Point. I'm looking forward to this next one. All right. So would you rather <laughs> this one? I didn't want to think about either of these options. If I mean, uh-huh. completely honest with you, uh, but would you rather have Gruden or Mike McCarthy as your head coach? All right. Now, since we are not Raiders or Cowboys fans, uh, this is a this is an easier hypothetical for us. Um, I stated on uh, on the cast last week. I I am not at all a fan of John Gruden as a personnel coach. Um, I'm also not a fan of Mike McCarthy uh, as a personnel coach, but I am a John Gruden X's and O's coach. I I do believe he has McCarthy in that sense. Um, you know, neither of them is a, what you would call players coach at all, referencing the personnel issue. Um, I gotta say though, um, McCarthy seems to put winning teams together a lot better and more consistently than Gruden has. Gruden was a flash in the pan coach when he was young. He, he obviously coached up those Raiders. Um, and, you know, they they were field goal and and some points away, if you will, yeah. from getting it done uh, for Al. But uh, I am, you know, and then and then he goes over and takes over uh, a a good a good Buccaneer squad yeah. and 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 uh, gets them gets them over the top. Um, I like Gruden historically, but McCarthy also has uh, has Super Bowl win. Granted, with uh, Aaron Rodgers at the helm, and I don't know what you give the credit to in those scenarios. Like, is McCarthy that great of a coach, or is Aaron Rodgers just flipping awesome? Um, so I went back and forth on this a lot, and I'll just get to my point is, I think in the end, the consistency gets me McCarthy. And for for those of you that are thinking the same thing I am, then why in God's name... <laughs> Are the Raiders paying John Gruden? I have no idea. I have no idea why they're paying John Gruden what they're paying John Gruden. For 10 years. And why they, yeah, why they entered into a double-digit years contract to get him out. I understand to get him out of the booth. I also have looked at those contract details enough to know that there's voidable years, if you will, in this mm-hmm. scenario and a buyout clause that helps everybody. And the Raiders don't really have to worry about a buyout clause with a coach. It's not like it's going to impact their cap. So they don't really care that much. But, um, yeah, I, I just like McCarthy in terms of the consistency and the amount of wins he's got on his record over the course of a decade. You know, I, I think he's just a solid coach. Yeah. 
This one was hard for me, not because, again, it's like picking between two really great options. It's, for me right now, um, not that they're terrible coaches, but it's kind of the lesser of two evils, almost in a sense, because I'm not really big on Mike McCarthy. Um, and, and I think even a lot of Cowboys fans, you go from Jason Garrett and you get Mike McCarthy and it's like, oh, am I excited? Uh, it's the clapper to the snorter. Yeah. And, and so... Because Mike McCarthy looks like a snorter. Let's be honest. He does. He does. He does. <laughs> and, and I don't know if I've ever seen him get emotional at any point either. So that's where that, uh, you, you know, you don't have a, uh, a guy on the sideline that you feel like is rooting for you and is kind of matching your energy as a coach. Um, from the X's and O's perspective, I agree 100% kind of with the, the Gruden stuff there. Um, his legacy as a coach is, I think, a little bit more like if you were a player and you know you hadn't played for either one of these guys yet, you maybe don't necessarily know all the, all the sideline stuff. Who do you want to play for? Gruden's probably a more attractive name just because of that. Um, but at the end of the day, Mike McCarthy does get those wins put together. Granted, a lot of that is also Aaron Rodgers, so you know it, it's kind of hard to choose. Um, I think the big thing that kind of turns a lot of people off of Gruden as well, even in just recent memories like the the Khalil Mack stuff. Um, yep, you know, putting that roster together hasn't necessarily been the greatest venture. I heard somebody, by the way, I'm gonna take a, a side little rabbit trail here. Um, I saw this meme come up on Instagram and I, I'm one of those people like I just look through tons of NFL ones. I know we do. We all do that. But um, they were talking about how basically uh, I'm going to forget the wording they used that uh, Gruden traded away Mac and Amari Cooper for basically peanuts. <laughs> and I go uh, two ones, a third yep. and a sixth is what they got for Khalil Mack. I'm not saying I do the trade. That's a good haul, though. But that is a quality haul for a defensive player. They also got a number one uh, for Amari Cooper, which was trending towards a top 10 at the time they did it. I think it ended up being a mid-round pick. But, like, that's not a bad get for a wide receiver. Yeah. Um, When in the NFL, anybody will tell you, uh, if you're a fantasy guy, you know this, if you're a decent football fan, you know wide receivers and running backs are dime a dozen. You can always find a good one. Mm-hmm. It's not hard. Free agency, the draft, there will always be another guy. So to get a first round pick for Amari Cooper, I don't think is a bad get. Um, I would like to see the second pick personally. I know there were a lot of people who thought there, there had to be a first and a third available somewhere else that would have come if you just wait for it kind yep. of thing. Um, you know, Or a first and a fourth at least. And I, I think that would have been a more quality get overall and and shown that you definitely put your best foot forward in the trade. But like, dude, that's not nothing. And what you what you do with those picks is what matters. Remember, Josh Jacobs is one of those picks. Exactly. You know, and uh, and so they've been able to find some quality talent, a guy we did not highlight who might be their next defensive star. Uh, this defensive end, Crosby. Had two sacks in the game on uh, Monday night. Has been named their a defensive captain. Twenty four years old was one of those picks. Um, if that dude ends up replacing Khalil Mack over the course of the next three four years, 
well, you did your job. I don't think he's going to be Khalil Mack. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Uh, Khalil Mack's know. a generational kind of guy. Yeah. Yeah. He really is. But if, if, if Crosby turns out to be a double digit sack guy year to year and a mainstay on your defense, well then dude, it, it all, it all comes back to what you get for those picks. It's what the dolphins have done um, in, in trading away uh, Tunsil. Uh, you know, like they've just consistently gotten better with those picks. And by the way, turn that one pick into like five, I think now, um, and multiple mm-hmm. first rounders just saying, um, but you know, it, the, it's all about what you do with the trade. So I don't necessarily hate on the trade, but what did you do afterwards? And did you get better with the trade? That's what's important. Uh, right now, the Raiders have not overall. Um, but if, if Crosby, if Jacobs, um, you know, this offensive lineman, I know is one of the other picks, I believe is their left tackle. Um, if you're able to, uh, to really create some mainstays for your team and build up a roster with it, I got no issue with that. And, and do I think right now that they would be real good with Amari Cooper and Khalil Mack? Yes. Mm-hmm. But I also think they'd be dirt poor and unable to make any kind of moves because the two of them in the market right now would be making $38 million. You'd have a $20 million uh, outside linebacker. You'd have an $18 million wide receiver. That's what they're worth on the market. And so you're handicapping yourself with that kind of, with those kind of moves, those $38 million should get you half of a defense. You know, like that's what it should be able to get you or it should be able to buy your entire offensive line. That's what that should be able to do. Yeah. If you're managing your money right and and uh, and picking up you know a draft pick here and there and then creating uh, good contracts for your veterans, it should be an offensive line or half your defense. Um, that's what that that that's what that's doing. So they're they're making long term moves with that kind of decision. Again, no issue as long as you're doing it right. Um, I know we need to get into baseball playoffs. I just looked down at my phone and saw that the Red Sox decided to win a game. So, um, again, we, ad- we admit our biases on this uh, podcast. I'll briefly touch on this tonight, as I know that this is more a me and Grant thing than it is a me and Jameson <laughs> thing, uh, since he's not so much the baseball. Grant, though, I will say, um, and people listening to the podcast may not know, uh, Grant, not not the world's biggest baseball guy historically, um, but he has just like fallen in love with the Mariners. And I think he's always been a Seattle Pacific Northwest, yeah. if you will, guy. Don't get me wrong, but has really fallen in love with the Mariners. And it's very cute to see him follow his team for the very first time. Well, don't expect much. Yeah, I, I know. Um, well, uh, they were playing the Mariners today. Like I said, the Red Sox were last night. Uh, Mariners won a one run game, 5 4. Um, they were moving themselves into position here. Uh, to uh, uh, possibly get one of these wild card spots, they're also currently um, above Oakland in the standings uh, for the first time this year, and have now swapped places with them uh, for the wild card positioning. Uh, currently, we've got still in the AL Tampa Bay uh, at ninety wins, uh, only five and five in their last ten. So is Houston. So is Chicago, also leading their divisions. Uh, that's kind of a surprise. Uh, to see, but you've got one team that is trending really strong in the AL wild card. They've uh, the Blue Jays are eight and two and don't appear to want to lose games. They lost today, um, but this is a team that's plus one seventy two in run differential. 
uh, which is a stupidly high number. Uh, I think they're tied for second in the league with Tampa uh, and only trailing uh, Houston uh, and I believe the Dodgers. Yeah. Um, oh, no. San Francisco, too. I don't want to miss that. Um, but, I mean, have a really good plus minus uh, Toronto does. They have just been on a tear. Um, but you look in in the uh, top tier teams right now, it's hilarious. Uh, you've got almost nobody with a winning record in their last 10. Tampa, Houston, like White Sox, like I said, all five and five. The Yankees are three and seven. Boston's four and six. Uh, Seattle's only five and five. Oakland's three and seven. Teams that are currently winning games. Detroit, Kansas City, uh, Texas, who is 54 and 90, is seven and three in its last 10. Uh, just kind of weird to see that kind of baseball at the end of season. You wouldn't think those are the teams that are winning games right now, but in the AL, that is the picture. Uh, Toronto seems to want to be cementing themselves a, a playoff spot. Again, they did have the loss today, uh, but eight and two in their last 10, and they're just hitting the crud out of the ball. So that'll be really interesting to see how that AL uh, race shapes up. San Francisco just clinched a playoff spot last night. Speaking of teams that are hot right now, uh, they are nine and one in their last 10 uh, and actually on a nine game win streak. Their last loss was 10 games ago. So um, looks like they cleaned up again tonight um, or that game may not just be over. Are we nope. They did clean up tonight. They won. Um, and then uh, um, Milwaukee uh, also has a division lead. They are uh, probably next in line um, after... Oh, the Dodgers also clinched tonight. Just saw that come across. Um, so they're, Milwaukee would be the next one to clinch a spot. Dodgers have clinched a spot. They are only, uh, looks like, two games behind San Francisco uh, for the division lead, uh, but they have cemented themselves at 93 and 53 atop the wildcard standings for the time being. St. Louis is in second right now, uh, Jameson, at 75 and 69. Yeesh. So they got a plus 17 lead on the wildcard spot. <laughs> um, the NLS is looking pretty solid. Uh, there is a really close race there in the NL for the wildcards. Oh, I didn't mention uh, Atlanta still holding on to the East at 76 and 67. Uh, they're being chased by Philly and the Mets, who are both uh, both have 72 wins, but uh, the Mets are currently just under 500 with 74 losses. Um, but for the race in the last wild card spot, I St. Louis I mentioned the 75 69, Cincinnati 75 and 70, only a half game back. Uh, San Diego 74 and 70, game back, and then uh, Philadelphia and the Mets are three and four games back. Um, from the wild card, so it's still really tight race. You've got five teams competing for one spot uh, here in the coming weeks, so we will continue to keep a good eye on that. All things uh, related to the Major League Baseball playoffs. I love uh, Major League Baseball playoffs. Literally one of the most magical things in sports to watch um, year after year, so uh, it's going to be an interesting shape. We've got a lot of healthy teams. Kershaw just came back for the Dodgers. The Giants look like monsters. Uh, literally looks like nothing can stop them. Um, and they are currently the odds-on favorite to win uh, the World Series. Uh, they're just smoking, literally smoking the ball. Um, their pitching staff is not as strong as a few others. Um, at the end of the day, they uh, they are, though, uh, 
in uh, recent weeks, allowing less and less runs. So you're kind of seeing uh, things shape up for them in a positive way. Overall, man, it's going to be fun. Um, I just hope my Red Sox will stop getting COVID and Chris Sale can come back and uh, give us some sale days, uh, as they're affectionately known for us Red Sox fans. Well, before we finish up for the week, uh, we want to get into uh, our pick'em. And so we're going to run down the games. This week was not super easy to find some good games in college football, to be honest. I mentioned earlier the Alabama-Florida matchup, and that is our first pick'em. Um, and this one is going to be at Florida. Uh, Jameson, you said you like taking Alabama here, so I'm just assuming. I'm, I'm taking Bama. Okay. I, will be I'm a good gonna, game, though. Yeah, I I think this will be one of Alabama's two closest games, Georgia being the other. Yeah. Um. But uh, genuinely, I'm gonna be Grant this week, and I'm gonna take Florida. Okay. I don't know why I circled this game early on, and I just went, "It's time, like it's time that they lose a stinking game. Um, it's time that they don't." They don't finish as a top two seed in the college football playoff. It's time that we just, if they want to lose two games this year and not be in the college football playoff, I would love that. Um, I'm not saying it's going to happen, but I'd love it. Yeah. And Florida is not Florida State. So. Yeah. Yeah. Who lost to Jacksonville State? Oh my gosh. On a last second, horrible me, defensive uh, play. Me and my buddy, I, I wanted to oh. squeak that in because me and my buddy laughed at that play for quite some time. That uh, was when horrible. that came across my feed. So yeah, Florida, Florida's legit. I, I still would pick Bama here. But honestly, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Florida does pull that off. So I, I wouldn't be shocked. I'll be super happy though. Um, we next one up is uh, twenty two Auburn playing at number ten Penn State. I'm gonna take Penn State here at home. Yeah, I like the home team. Yeah, uh, they're they're really good too. So yep, they um, are. I, I would take Penn State there. Our, our next one here is uh, number nineteen Arizona State at number twenty three BYU. I'm gonna take Arizona State. I was uh, thinking the same thing here as well. Yeah, I Arizona State looks tough. Um, I'm hoping uh, that they continue to win games. Again, they're not playing Oregon this year. so Boost would, up the Pac-12 a little bit. Uh, actually, it. and while we're about halfway or not about halfway through, do you have uh, grants? Do you want to do those while we're going through? Do we want to do those halfway I'll, through? Let's if you do it at the end. I'll, I'll, give, I'll run back through grants. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. Uh, our next one here, Michigan State at number 24, Miami. Uh, Michigan State's two and zero. I don't know why they're not ranked right now. I mean, they did beat Northwestern and then I think like Youngstown. Yeah, so it was a cupcake. But um, they're formidable. I I'm not super sold on Miami personally, so I might actually not that this is a huge upset, but I might actually uh, lean Michigan State here. All right, I get that. Okay, um, I'll be different. I'll take Miami. But right. I, I, I think it's a toss-up. Yeah, I think Michigan State's probably in the top thirty, so uh, I think it's a toss-up game. Uh, moving to the NFL, we're gonna pick the 49ers at Philly game. Um, both coming off uh, wins in their first week. 
49ers are staying. I, I will give you this tidbit that they are staying in, I believe, Virginia and not going home. 49ers have done this every year under Shanahan when they've got back-to-back Smart. East Coasters. Smart. Uh, they just prepare the families ahead of time and let them know. So um, it's not a true road game in that scenario, but you're also playing Philadelphia, so it is. Yeah. Um, Very hostile sports environment, yeah. obviously. Everywhere. Who you got in that one? I'm taking the Niners. Um, you know, as much as I'll be rooting for Philly, obviously, because our own personal interests come into play here whenever our division rivals are playing games. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I just, you know, despite Philly's big win for them, um, I don't see them doing anything to the Niners, really, despite, you know, some of those Niners injuries in week one. I think the Niners defense, for the most part, is going to be pretty, pretty good to go. Other than that, Jason Verrett replacement. Um, and uh, looking forward to them having Mosley back. So I'm also going to take the Niners. I, I think it's going to be a little closer than you do. I got it as a as as a uh, one one score victory uh, for the Niners. I think it'll be a close game, and my anxiety will be through the roof. Yeah, I mean Philly's um, Philly's defense yeah. is you know uh, in the top half of the league for sure. sure. Um, I, I do expect uh, Jimmy G to have a good game. Maybe not as good as last week, but I do expect him to have another pretty good game here. So. Yeah, um, I, I'm thinking probably um, uh, around the same line as you at about a one score game, but I also wouldn't be surprised for the Niners to just have one of those big Debo moments and, you know, bust that into like a double digit victory there. Um, our next one Rams at Colts. I think we all know kind of where I'm going here. Mm-hmm. And this isn't just me being a homer. I do think the Colts are obviously a good team. This is a game that the Rams have to win, you know, after beating Chicago, if they go. Uh, you know, into Indy and lose that game. There's obviously a lot of question marks around that team because we didn't really get into any power ranking things, but a lot of various power rankings had the Rams, regardless of where they were, they were in the top five. Um, this would obviously be a pretty big loss early in the season. So I'm going to take the Rams feeling pretty confident after last week. Um, probably not going to be the same score as that Bears game, for <laughs> example. Uh, you know, if we get to 30, I'd yep. be happy, um, but I'm thinking we probably score 24. This is probably like a 24-17, 24-20 game, in my opinion. I'm going Rams, though, there. I circled this one when we were doing the preview, and I thought this was the tester game for both. I did not think... I mean, I picked the Colts last week, but I mostly did it to spite Grant for fun. Absolutely. Um, I, I thought the Seahawks were going to win that game. But uh, I, I thought that this was the real tester game for the Colts in particular, um, and I was set to pick them uh, in this game. I, you know, they they're opening. I think this is they they played at home. Yeah, they, they that game was at home last week. They're playing at home again this week. The NFC West is about to show how good the NFC West is. Yeah. I'm going to take the Rams in this game uh, on a close one. Uh, I'll put the line at four, and yeah, uh, um, and and go from there. But um, that's that's gonna be a true test. I just think it's not so much that I think that the Rams are that good, um, although I think they are a good team. It is more that I didn't think you could get to the Colts' offensive line that much. I was and, just about to bring that up. And uh, Seattle's D line did what they wanted. Guess what? Guess who the Rams have uh, on the defensive line? Aaron Donald is about to mow some people over because yeah. that's what he does. So 
I, I don't think they're going to be ready for that. I, 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 you can't game plan for Aaron Donald. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I just, I think that's the X factor. So next one up is, uh, this is a good game. Yeah. Uh, Bills at Dolphins. I think this is an underrated game, actually. I think a lot of people aren't really looking at the Dolphins like that, but I think this is a this, really good game this week. This is a good stinking game. Um, but it's got to be a revenge game, right? Like, yeah. Bills just got ousted by the Steelers week one. Uh, dirty defense. You know, Dolphins play defense. They got they have the best cover tandem in the league. Um, you know, Xavier Howard's out for blood. Yeah. Um. So I, I this is gonna be a tough game. I mean, and 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 Diggs is gonna be a tester for sure. You got mm-hmm. uh, Cole Beasley on that team. Uh, that is that's gonna sweep underneath. But man, I just the Bills gotta win. That's how I to. think about it. They they, they, to. they gotta. I'm taking the Bills. Bills got to win. I'm also taking the Bills here. Again, if the Bills were to start 0-2, um, you know, even though we have an extra game this year, going 0-2 in that division it's is hard. Is hard. Um, it's hard. And, and I, I, the Dolphins are good. Man, uh, their defense is legit. If they win? If they win... They go. They got. They got the uh, Patriots in Week One and the Bills in Week Two. Yeah, those are huge. Nobody had them winning both of those, those games. Those are if huge. It and, and I mean, obviously, well, there will be some overreactions if the Dolphins do win this game. But all of a yes. sudden, people are looking like, "Oh, Dolphins power rankings top five. Yeah, and, and and people started thinking though, you know, uh, you know, we had this conversation about the Steelers' defense versus you know Josh Allen. What would you rather take? You know, if the Dolphins' defense keeps doing what the Dolphins' defense is potentially going to do. So you started thinking like, is this going to be a wild card team? Is this going to be a team that can win their division? What the heck's going on with this team? Yep. So I'm taking the Bills. I do think that they're going to bounce back again in a revenge game. It's a must win for them, even though it's only week two. Um, but it's going to be a much better game than I think people are anticipating. I'm I'm going to gr- disagree on the must, but I am going to say I think it should be the revenge win for them. I, I just don't see Josh Allen playing as poorly as he did in week one against this defense as well. Um, you know, I, I just don't see it. Um, I don't think, I don't think that two losses for anybody in a 17 game season, um, is any kind of a death sentence. Um, especially when you're running through a rough stretch, if the Steelers really are that tough. If the Dolphins really are this tough, that's okay. You're going to get your cupcakes. You know, you're going to have that, that point in the season where you can rebound in a, in a easier stretch, uh, that you're going to certainly run across. But, um, but yeah, I do. I do think that this is a tough game. The Cowboys at Chargers is the next one. I love this game. This is another really good love game. The, if you have, if you have a wide receiver that plays for either of these teams, <laughs> start them you, you right are, now. <laughs> you're you're probably winning this week. You you are going to li- if you have Ceedee Lamb and Amari Cooper on the same team. You are, it's going to be good news for you. If you have Keenan Allen, Lord in heaven, just, you know, honestly, thank all the football gods. There's going to be a lot of air yards in this fun. game. Yes. Uh, and also equal for Justin Herbert. I mean, the, Justin Herbert and Dak are, are lock starts. Uh, you know, those are QB ones all, all day, especially in this game. Um, I, and, and, and for certain, if you have, for some reason, you've got a backup quarterback to Herbert that you're going to play matchups with. I've heard of a few people doing that. I don't know why you're doing that. Just start Herbert. Um, QB one, unless he's playing the Steelers. Yeah. I mean, he didn't have, obviously without the, uh, 
like a, an influx of touchdowns last week. His fantasy was very meh, uh, left a little bit desired. But again, well, he's 18, 18, 19. Something. I had to yeah, look he's it about up. 18, 19. I mean, um, yeah, he didn't hit the 20 markers, so yeah. but it was a low-scoring 17-point game. Yeah, and, like and you expect some of those to turn into touchdowns when you're throwing for 300-plus, and I think this yeah. is a game where he can, I don't want to say easily, but against this Cowboys secondary, I think he can get... I'm, I'm going to say easily. I'm going to say easily at, like, 350. We Yeah, we highlight... Well, and he did... Remember, he did 324 last week. Yeah. Uh, 324 last week and only put up 17 points. So he's going to get the air yards. It's the finishing in the red zone where they struggle at times. Yeah. And, um, and I, again, said this and I will continue to say it. Eckler's not an answer at running back. Figure this crud out. Um, cause he doesn't get it done in the red zone. That's what yeah. matters. Um, but yeah, I, I'm taking, I, I'm because it's a home game. Oh my gosh. I can't. I don't know if I can do this. I don't know if <laughs> I can it. pick. I don't know if say I can it. actually take the Chargers. And that pains me to say it. I'm going to take the Cowboys. Ugh. I'm taking the Cowboys because Dak is really good. And that offense is awesome. And I don't think the Chargers are going to be able to stuff Zeke like uh, like the Bucks did. The Bucks had yeah. a clear game plan to make Dak beat you with his arm. It almost blew up in their face if Greg the Leg had made those kicks. So yeah, I, I don't think that necessarily is going to happen again. Um, this was another very tough one for me. Um, I will pick the Chargers. It's my kind of hot take. Good for uh, you. Of these, I uh, hope you're right. Uh, because I mean, I think we universally, a lot of us football fans that don't live in Texas, share a hatred for the Cowboys. Amen. So it's always good to see them lose. Um, last week was the perfect week for me because Dak had a great game. He's on my fantasy team, and the Cowboys still lost. That was fantastic. <laughs> so I'm true. hoping for the same thing this week. Um. Justin Herbert is that good, and I think the Chargers are ready to kind of take that next leap. And Let's if they can go. find the end zone this week, because uh, I, I don't doubt that Dallas is going to find the end zone, even without uh, Gallup now. Uh, I think Zeke will have a bigger game. I, I don't think Zeke is who he was anymore, but you know, even if Zeke can run for 80 yards and punch in a touchdown, that's going to be big for them because I think Dak's going to throw for at least three, maybe four. Um, and, and I expect a big game out of, uh, Herbert as well. Um, so it's going to be a shootout, but I am going to take the chargers at home, even though they don't really have a home field advantage because there are no chargers fans in Los Angeles yet, or <laughs> if there ever will be. Um, but I am going to take the chargers. Um, even if I do think the Cowboys are, you know, have a really good chance. All right. Last one. And I can't believe we're even picking this, but. Week one bears us picking this one. This is this is a meme pick them. It, it is Detroit at Green Bay. <laughs> Green Bay brought this pick them upon themselves. They, they did this to themselves. Um, I'm taking Green Bay. Yeah, I I yeah. don't think there's anybody. I, okay, <laughs> there's people. <laughs> <laughs> there nobody in their right mind would pick Detroit over Green Bay in this game. Yeah. Um. Obviously, historically, also wouldn't do that ever. But um, you look at last week, there is something to say about embarrassing losses. Some of them can be fluky. Some of them can be telling. I think there's definitely some stuff that Green Bay has to patch up. But I don't think there is a chance at all that uh, Detroit at Green Bay is is going to win any games. Uh, I think Aaron Rodgers uh, is going to come back and have a great game. And if anything, he's not going to turn the ball over. 
And I just don't think, um, you know, Jared Goff is going to be able to do much against their defense either. Uh, yeah. As good as he looked in the closing moments of that game last week against <laughs> the Niners. You're not doing that this week. Uh, I, I'm expecting, again, that kind of typical Jared Goff, dink and dunk, you know, complete 15 of 20 of your passes, have at least a turnover. Uh, he's pretty prone to fumbling as well. Uh, and, you know, he'll he'll get his stats, but I don't see them really doing anything against Green Bay, especially because Green Bay is going to be very upset that they just got blown out as their game of the week. So. That said, if Green Bay loses this game, I'd hereby dedicate next week to making fun of Green Bay. Oh, um, I, I'm, I'm down for that. That's happening. But I, so, yeah, <laughs> we, um, we will see how it goes. Green Bay all the way. Um, <laughs> part of me still has a little love for Goff, you know, in, in the back of me. So I'm always like rooting for him low key. Yeah. Um, so I'll, I'll, I'll root for him, but obviously, um, I think Green Bay is the, the favorite here. All right. Well, I'm going to run back from the top in our first one, Alabama versus Florida. Grant took Bama. Um, I took Florida. You took Bama. I Auburn at Penn State. Grant took Penn State. I I think we all took Penn State. Yeah, we all took yeah, Penn State. Uh, Arizona State at BYU. Uh, I took Arizona State. You took Arizona State. Grant took BYU. Okay. Uh, then Michigan State at Miami. Uh, I took Miami. You took Michigan State. I took Miami. Or Grant took Miami. A uh, 49ers Philly. Um, me, you, Grant all took the 49ers. Yeah. I was hoping that he was going to uh, try to get your back and pick Philly, but no, nah, he didn't even say with the upset or anything just to tick me off. <laughs> um, Rams at the Colts. I took the Rams. You took the Rams. Grant is taking the Colts. Oh, so he's and doing he it did to- put the with the upset on so, there for so, you. So he's doing it to me this week. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's fine. That's noted. He's not here to um, uh, back that up, but that's all right. And then, uh, you say it to my face. Yeah. Say it to my face. Um, the Bills at Chargers. Grant took the Bills. Uh, Bills at Dolphins. Uh, no, Bills at Dolphins. I can read. Um, Grant took the Bills. I took the Bills. You took the Bills, correct? Yes. All right. So then we are Cowboys at Chargers. Uh, I took Cowboys, <laughs> and you guys took the Chargers. And then lastly, we agree with the route Green Bay uh, for the win. That's it for this us this week on episode three of Sportsify. You can follow us on Instagram, sportsify.pod. You can email us anytime at the Sportsify podcast at gmail.com. Look forward to connecting with you guys. Uh, and before we go, I always got to mention Cam Newton still doesn't have a job. Still doesn't have a job. See you next week. <laughs>